This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Logical Weight Loss Podcast for March 28th. Today, we've got an interview with Lori Wengel, author of the book, The Fat Princess No More. She's going to talk about how she lost 107 pounds and kept it off. Hi, I'm Lori Wengel author of The Fat Princess No More, and you're listening to The Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Welcome to The Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to do to die it. Thin. All right, quick note before we start the show, if you haven't figured it out, yeah, I'm sick again. Why? And I'm learning this lesson the hard way. Sleep is important. Sleep is very important to weight loss. And one of the things it does when you don't get enough sleep is it leaves your body open to getting sick. I had three days where I got about five hours sleep each. Next thing I know, I started getting the sniffles and I've been feeling really bad. I'm actually on my way. I actually sound worse right now than I am because uh, I just got done singing an Easter cantata, uh, which pretty much blew out what was left of my voice. But anyway, the shows will be coming back more regular. I'm also going to be traveling in about a week. Um, so that kind of hinders production because uh, I was thought I was going to do a show last week, but the internet hotel was awful. So just a little update on what's going on with me. Today's show is very cool with Lori. And with that, I will shut up and here's our interview. And I'll have links to everything she's talking about out of the show notes at logicalloss.com. All right. Well, welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson. Thank you very much for tuning in. Our website, as always, is logicalloss.com. You can uh, email me, Dave, at LogicalLoss.com, and you can call in your comments toll-free, 888-563-3228. Today, you know, we don't do this very often. Uh, I think we've had Dan, I forget his name, the guy from The Biggest Loser that he's been on before. And uh, today we have a guest, which, uh, Lori, this makes you my second guest. Lori Wingle, she is the uh, the author of the book, The Fat Princess No More, and it's a uh, and we're going to be talking about her story today. So, Lori, thank you very much for coming on the show. Well, thanks so much for having me. And I was just, I was blown away just by your story. You were talking about how you were basically, you said you started becoming overweight at the age of six. Is that correct? That's correct. In the 1970s, before childhood obesity was such an epidemic, I was probably one of maybe two kids in my 
entire school that was overweight. Which I'm sure just put a giant bullseye on your back. It really did. And I had two older brothers that, you know, teased me as well. So I got teasing at school and teasing at home for my weight. Now, and, and it, it kind of continued on. It says here, uh, your website, by the way, if you want to go out and uh, check her out, it's uh, changeyourworldfitness.com. And uh, you say by the age of 12, you're up to 200 pounds. By the age of 18, you had gone up to 225. And when you got married at the age of 27, you were up to 242. Was that the, the heaviest you ever got? That was the heaviest, and I'm I'm five foot three, so two forty two for five foot three. I was about a size twenty two in women's clothes. It's it, that was that was my biggest, and seeing those pictures and a couple other things really made me go, okay, I've had enough. I have to make a change. Well, during those years, from you know twelve to twenty seven, what were you trying anything, or what was kind of going on in your your mind? When you're a kid, it's kind of tough, but I have done everything. From about eight years old, you know, I've done tops. It's kind of like a Weight Watchers up here in Michigan. I don't know if it's a nationwide thing, but mm -hmm. it's like a Weight Watchers, and I did it with my grandma and my mom. I did fitness centers with my mom and my cousins. I bought every over-the-counter drug I could find. I've done medical weight loss, Fen-Fen, you name it, Metabolife, you name it. I've done it all. And I, I would lose, my skinny was 180. I would get from 225, 242 down to 180. But as soon as I hit 180, I would go back up. You know, winter would hit or whatever happens, a problem, a concern, life would happen and I would gain the weight right back. By the spring every year, I would be back up to 225. It's a cycle. Hmm. What do you think caused that? Just, like you said, just life and, and different problems or... Well, looking back now, and now I have an 18-year-old daughter, I have realized that I had a lot of health issues that people didn't know back then. I had polycystic ovarian syndrome and insulin resistance and metabolic X. And as I got older, I started doing my own research and figured things out. Even by the time I was beginning to lose weight, I would always search out ways people lost weight and found out medical concerns. In fact, last April I got diagnosed with hypothyroidism after 39, well, at least 35 years of being overweight. Wow. You know, so you have to be your own advocate and you have to figure it out. Another part of the problem, I come from a big Maltese, which is kind of like Italian, Polish family. Ah. And we ate. We ate really well every Sunday. We had 50 people in my grandparents' house and we had a great time. So I'm sure that contributed to part of it, too. I think that's part of being a grandma is, you know, here, eat. Eat some more. Okay, now when you're done, eat some more. <laughs> yeah, and I, I hope we break that cycle because, again, when I was overweight, I was one of two girls in my school, kindergarten through eighth grade. And now if I go into the school, especially in Michigan, it's about half of the kids are probably obese, I would say. Yeah. What, was, what do you think was the trigger that, because I, I know for me, when I turned 25, I was like, all right, this is the year I'm going to do it. And then when I was 30, I'm like, all right, this is the year I'm going to do it. What, what do you think was your trigger that you finally said, okay, this is, I got to do something? You know, I had had two failed relationships by the time I really had enough. I really didn't date through high school. I had never had a boyfriend, no prom, no homecoming, none of that crap. Met a guy at 19. A year later, I was pregnant and in college. Years went by. My kid grew up, and I got married at 27, I saw those pictures, 
And then I went to my daughter's first grade little thing she had for Mother's Day, the class had for Mother's Day, and my daughter got up in front of the class and read a book, My Mom's Favorite Things. And, you know, it talked about my favorite food is pizza and all the things I like to do. And the last thing it said was, my mom's favorite thing to do at home is, and there's a picture of me laying on the couch, rest, in front of 30 parents and uh, you know, of course, the heat started to rise from my feet up, and I was so embarrassed. And my six-year-old, even though I was smiling as big as I could, she knew it was my fake smile, and she came ra- running over to me. And I thought, enough, that's it. My kid's going to be overweight, and or my or I'm going to die early, and my kid's not going to have anyone, a mom, to grow up with. So I thought, enough, and that was it. That day was it, the end. Awesome. These are all the things we have to consider as we age. Even if we don't get to our goal weight, do we want to have a healthy life? Maybe we won't be 110 pounds, but do we want to see our kids graduate, get married, all those fun things? We all have to get out there and move, and that's what I'm trying to promote. I really don't, I tell people, I don't care how much you weigh. I want you to get out there and do it. The weight will come off if you get out there and move your bodies and eat healthy. Well, that's one of the things that I I found great about your story is it says you took two and a half years to to take off the weight. And if you lost 107 pounds, I I did the math and that's like 3.56 pounds per month. And I said, that's not even a uh, a pound a week. How did you keep up with that? Because so many people want to lose the weight, you know, tomorrow. Yeah. And I honestly, I didn't, I didn't um, lose the weight healthily or healthy. I starved myself Mm. for two years, and then probably another three after that until I really, really learned. You know, another thing, I never thought I'd get below 180. That was my skinniest. And then I just kept at it and persevered um, through it and threw myself into my job and my family and just said, this is my new lifestyle. I have to do this. So I'm not going to eat the donuts and I'm not going to do this because I want to change my world. I don't want to be the same person. I want to be a different person. I want to be a good mom, a healthy mom. I didn't, some days I didn't eat 500 calories. So I didn't do it as healthy as I should have, but I did have to learn how to eat healthy to keep it off. And although losing it, I probably could have lost the weight much faster had I have exercised and fueled my body with good foods. But again, I didn't know. I was overweight for so long and no one really taught me what to do. So then it was trial and error, fitness magazines, cookbooks, to learn how to eat healthy and it's been nine years I've kept it off and I'm I think I eat very healthy I I eat probably 1600 to 1800 calories a day but I move my body and I work out hard well that's the key because I I I haven't found the source of the stat but I keep seeing it all over the internet that 95 percent of people that lose weight gain it back and I can't find where that stat comes from but I see it everywhere and that's the thing that impressed me that I went, okay, this is the person I want to talk to because you not only lost the weight, but you're, you're keeping it off. Obviously you have children, you, you've got a job. Where do you find time? How do you carve out the time to, uh, to do the things you need to do to stay in shape? You know, I tell my clients this all the time. We take care of everyone else but ourselves. Well, I'll make chicken soup for my neighbor if he's sick. I'll run somebody's kid to an after-school activity. I will take care of the world, but I'm last on the list. And what happened is I became first on the list 
so that I could take care of everyone else in my family and all my friends. Who's going to take care of my family if something happens to me? So I'm first because I have a ton of people to take care of. And women especially don't do this. They don't make time for themselves. And what I had to do is I had to take my day timer and I put four days on my day timer of when I was going to work out. I used it like it was a, a meeting for work. It was that important. I wouldn't miss a meeting at work. I wouldn't miss a family gathering. And so I made sure that I didn't miss my workouts. And that's what I had to do. And women and men, everybody, we do it all the time. We don't make time for ourselves. Well, what, uh, what inspired you to, to then uh, write your book? You know, I had, um, so I lost the weight. I figured out how to eat healthy and work out and be effective at working out, which took a lot of time and learning. And then I, I became a personal trainer in 2007. And I started training people. And without me, they looked still a little bit lost in the gym. So I started typing up their workouts and saying, you know, here, start here, put your seat at this, and do all these, told them all the tips. One of my clients said, could I add pictures of me starting the exercising and ending the exercise? So I turned that into a business, personal trainer in a box, um, which came out about a year ago. Then people really, they were inspired by my story, which was just a pamphlet in the box. Mm. And I, I would get lots of emails asking questions. You know, how'd you do this? How'd you do that? So I thought, well, I'm going to have to do the book. And it was hard because... My book is pretty personal from, you know, six years old on, and my father had a problem with my weight, so it was kind of a tough one. I'm a personal person. I don't really like people knowing all my stuff, but I wanted to show them that it's okay. You're on your journey. That was my journey. It wasn't wonderful at times, but I got through it, and my weight shouldn't have affected me the way it did. I thought I didn't deserve anything good in my life, but it wasn't because I weighed 242 pounds, it's because I thought because I weighed 242 pounds, I didn't deserve anything. So I wrote the book to inspire others that have had weight problems to say, you know what, you're still a great person. You do need to get out there and move your body, but it's okay. Here's your journey. Let's get going on it. I did it. I know you can do it too. Yeah, and you can find that again at changeyourworldfitness.com. Now, you mentioned the... uh the trainer in a box. Um, tell us a little more about that. The trainer in a box, I split up the body parts into 10 groups, abs, biceps, triceps. What I find is, especially women, but men too, they do the same thing over and over and then they don't see results. You know, they might see results for a little bit and then it stops. Well, they don't increase their weight. They're not doing different exercises. So I developed this box that you pick out two cards per body part for the week and you go to the gym two, three, four times a week, whatever you want. It's up to six times a week. And then when you're done with those cards, you put them in the back of that section. So the next week you pick out different cards. So you're constantly learning new exercises. It's causing muscle confusion. So your body's every week you're seeing your body melt and it stays, you stay on track more. All we want to do is we'll work hard if we see results. It's when we work hard and we really don't see the results we're looking for or continuous results that we kind of stop doing what we're doing. Well, you, you used a phrase that I've heard on the uh, well, one of the infomercials, uh, muscle confusion. What, do, what, what does that mean? Muscle confusion is 
your your body gets used to everything you do. So if you do something all the time, it gets used to it. So the muscle confusion by performing different exercises on the same muscle group, it's hitting your muscle a little bit different, and you will constantly see results. It's kind of like tricking your muscle. I'm working my biceps today, and then tomorrow you do a different one, and it's like, hey, that's a little bit different. It hits your muscle a little bit different. And that's what we all need to do. You can't do the same thing all the time and expect to see constant results. Definitely one thing I want to ask you about that I have, I'm struggling trying to figure out how to make this happen. How do you, because it seems like everything that's healthy seems to take uh, more time to prepare. So how do you find the time to, to eat healthy? You know, I, I write it in my book, but I cook on Sundays and Wednesday nights or Thursday mornings. So I cook a couple chickens, pork uh, pork tenderloins, have it all ready for me in serving size baggies or on a platter in my refrigerator. Because the biggest thing is if I don't have it ready in the morning to throw into my cooler to go, then I'm not going to eat healthy that day. So it's all about preparation and making time for yourself. Same old story, make time for yourself. Because if you don't do it, you you will eat something you're not supposed to, and you won't stay on track. So it's all about time for yourself. Yeah. What do you think are, are some of the top fitness myths that get kind of tossed around the Internet? My favorite one is for women, that women will get big and bulky if they weight train. Mm. And I, I thought the same thing. I started at the gym at 135. I still weigh 135, but I've lost two more sizes in clothes because muscle weighs more than fat. I didn't get big and bulky. I melted. My body sculpted into what I consider for 39 years old, almost 40, a good-shaped body for my body type. So for women, that's the biggest myth. Overall, I think that all these quick-fix pills, boxes, programs that say you're going to lose 10 pounds in seven days is a myth, and people spend lots of money on them, and... That's not going to do it for long-term. What's going to do it for long-term is consistency. Three or four days a week in the gym, hour and a half tops, and you're done. Maybe an hour if you're really efficient. And not only are you a personal trainer, you're, you're ACE certified, which is awesome. And yep. uh, like we said, if you're looking for her book, you can find that out at changeyourworldfitness.com. And uh, Lori, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. All right, and there you have my interview with Lori. Lori, thank you very much for coming on the show. She does look phenomenal. If you actually uh, go out to the website, we'll have pictures of before and after pictures. Again, we'll have a link to her website, links to her book, links to the uh, trainer in a box, everything out there at LogicalLoss.com. Just a little heads up of what's coming up on the show. I um, I, I have an on loan from 24 Hour Fitness, a body bug. And I'll be reporting on, this is the thing that you hear about all the time on The Biggest Loser. It um, really tracks how many calories you burn, things like that. I'll be giving you a full report on that coming up in the future. If you're actually thinking of buying one, go to uh, logicalloss.com forward slash body bug. That's B-O-D-Y-B-U-G-G. And yeah, two Gs. It's fun that way. And uh, they're actually having a sale now, now through the end of the month. That would be March, uh, which is only a few days at this point, for two forty nine for the the actual body bug and the display, which I can tell you that right out of the box, 
I got to have the display. The display is mucho um, motivation. Anyway, I'll be talking about that in the future. Just want to let you know that, hey, the, the price has dropped to the end of the month. So I want to let you be aware of that if you're interested in that. Again, LogicalLoss.com forward slash BodyBug. That's B-O-D-Y-B-U-G-G.com. And again, that's from 24HourFitness.com. So I'll be talking about that in the future. And still, till then, put yourself forward. Put yourself first because you matter and you're worth it. We'll see you again real soon. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free, 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just deny it. Thin.